much time do you want? All your progress. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and V.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Today is Friday. August the 26th, 2021. Dr. Hayes, I think our topic for today will be make it make sense. Just just right. make it, make it make sense. I, I, I want to utter a word, ivermectin, ivermectin, just, just make it make sense. Listen to this, listen to this tomfoolery right here, Dr. Hayes. I can't make this up, but make it make sense. Ivermectin that you see in a feed store is for animals, not for human consumption. It says it on the bottle. It should be that simple. Normally this is full of, of ivermectin injectable. Oh, there's, there's nothing here, nothing at all. Matt Meredith can't keep ivermectin in stock at his 731 farm store in Burleson. It, it's for deworming cattle, deworming horses. But people have started taking it to treat or prevent COVID-19, despite an FDA warning titled why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19. I've never seen anything like this. Even through swine flu and all that, uh, nothing like this. So some of the most common effects that you can see with ivermectin are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Liz Petty is at the North Texas Poison Center and says they've gotten 52 poisoning calls for ivermectin this year compared to six by this time last year. And Petty says it's likely underreported. I- definitely could potentially spiral out of control um, if the misinformation still continues to circulate out in the public. And she's worried because stores across North Texas are sold out. Nobody's got it. You can't even order it online. I usually have ivermectin here. Meredith can't get it for customers who need it for livestock. Those who don't often ask strange questions like suggested dosages. Okay, dosage rates for what? This is for livestock. I mean, one tube will treat a 1,250-pound horse. Well, I make it make sense, Doctor Hayes. Make it make it make sense. Can you can you make that make sense? And here's another story. Center calls are climbing because what they're seeing are residents taking something called ivermectin, which is an anti-parasite drugs for horses and cows to treat coronavirus. This has even led to one hospitalization. Can you be clear for the American people on this drug? Well, Brianna, that is heartbreaking to hear. And let me just say very clearly that ivermectin is not a recommended treatment for COVID-19. It is not a recommended drug to prevent COVID-19. The best protection we have against COVID-19 is the vaccine. And if you get COVID-19, we actually do have treatments that work from steroids uh, to monoclonal antibodies and other treatments. But ivermectin is not one of them. And Brianna, what this highlights 
is just the profound cost of health misinformation uh, right now. We've been seeing that health misinformation is a problem for years, but the speed, scale, and sophistication with which it is spreading and impacting our health is really unprecedented. And it's happening uh, in largely in part aided and abetted uh, by social media platforms. This is Make it make sense, Dr. Hayes. Ivermectin. Um, and, and folks are afraid to take a shot, but they would take medicine <laughs> prescribed to deworm horses and cows. Can, can you make that make sense? I, well, I, I here's just... my take on it, Dr. Cooper. You know, it's, it's, it's the age-old question, who do you trust? And for impressionable people of low IQ, they're going to, you know, follow that old fathom uh, of water seeks its own level. In other words, they're going to look for somebody like themselves to believe in. And so hence they buy this old, this wise tale and uh, your mama's remedy type of approach to any kind of ailment or illness. They don't trust doctors in the first place. They don't have a doctor. They don't go to doctors. And so whoever they tr- their trusted source is, that's who they believe in. It's, a, it's so tragic because this is what's so sad also, that a detention center in Washington County, Arkansas, has been using this anti-parasite drug ivermectin to treat inmates who have COVID-19. Now, this the is big, bad. The big, the big clapback is, is it working? <laughs> but, but using this on inmates in a, 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 a county jail is unethical. It is. And it's wrong on multiple fronts. And there's no advocacy for these inmates and shame on Washington County detention, the Arkansas Department of Corrections, and all of those who are using inmates, vulnerable people, as human subjects for a treatment of parasites for animals. Now, that right there in and of itself is problematic. Well, also, the, subtle message, the subtle message is, they think they're animals. That's, that's what they think of them, and that's how they treat them. But then what? That's how, the paradox, but, you know, because they can do whatever they want to to them, and nobody, by and large, will question it. They'll say, well, we, we gave them treatment. And uh, if it's wrong, then they, you know, they, the blame goes up the chain. But how how do you explain those who are taking it who are not inmates? Uh, who was that said willful ignorance and conscientious stupidity? Absolutely. Um, there's a lot here, and is it the lack of information? Because that's what ignorance is. Is it deliberate ignorance? Is it uh, where do we get this misinformation? Uh, truth-telling? I think it's all in who you believe. Again, I think it's who they listen to. And uh, 
they take their cues from people who are like them. They don't have much use for experts or leaders or politicians, you know? I, I had to look up in the Urban Dictionary. I like the Urban Dictionary sometimes because there's some phrases and things that are being used that I have no idea what they mean. And I want to be careful because I'm Generation X all day long, and I don't want to say something that's now not the appropriate use of words. But in this Urban Dictionary, will for ignorance is described as this, the practice or act of intentional and blatant avoidance, disregard, or disagreement with facts empirical evidence and well-founded arguments because they oppose or contradict your own existing personal belief. This practice is most commonly found in the political religious ideologies of conservative America. Many times it is practiced due to laziness, people not wanting to have to do the work or to rethink their opinions, the fear of the unknown, the fear of being wrong, or sometimes simply closed-mindedness. I love that definition from the Urban Dictionary of what willful ignorance is. That's all-encompassing. That says it all. It, 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 it is. Uh, making this conscious this decision to deny facts and reality, basically because of the fragility of one's ego. It's this whole question of epistemology. How do you know what you know? How do you know what you don't know? How do you know what you know that you know what you don't know? How do you know that you don't know what you know? And we have these, and we can keep going back and forth. I think in, in the black church experience, we used to say, you got to know what you know that you know, how you know that God is good and God's mercy endures forever. From an epistemological context, even in education arenas, we test epistemology. I always tell the, the, the teachers that I teach and work with, especially in graduate classes, that that teachers should be called epistemologists rather than teachers. That sounds really scientific, and and as such, uh, teachers should be paid uh, for their scientific expertise as epistemologists because epistemologists um, study ways of knowing, and we study ways of knowing based on um, uh, accumulated knowledge or or um uh in, in ways in which we test we 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 give tests just to see what people know what our students K through 12 know and even in in college how do you know what you don't know how do you know what you know how do you know that you don't know what you don't know and we give these these tests in various forms and various ways and i really believe that across the world especially in the united states we are taking these huge tests of what we don't know and how we know what we don't know or how we think we know what we know. Does that make sense? And knowledge is power. And and in the book of Proverbs, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Come on, Doc. Absolutely. But you, you, you above the level of the people we're talking about. And I'm not altogether certain, you would know more than, better than me, but I'm not altogether certain every teacher is an epistemologist. 
I think some teachers just have a certain way of teaching, disregarding uh, every student's way of knowing or way of learning. And I think if they did, it would help a lot of students who drop out early from school because their life experience is totally different from that of probably their teachers because they come from a different place, a different home, a different parent. Uh, and so again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep you at, I know you, <laughs> you are highly intelligent. There's no question about that. And I try to help you kind of come down a little bit to see where these people are who we would really call ignorant, as you say, willfully ignorant. But that's their exposure. That's their that's their home. That's their parentage. That's reflected in the way that they live their lives. And, uh, and as you say, it's ego. Well, yeah, you have to try to think well of yourself and seek those people who will make you think well of yourself. Uh, and I think it's a really complex kind of situation that we, we can't have a simple answer for, but we certainly can come to a greater level of understanding if we're willing to, you know, when I used to look at uh, this uh, nanny and one of the things I learned from that program was that if you're going to get the attention of children, you have to get down on their level. You have to get eye level with them in order to get their attention. And when somebody's looking you in the eye, it's, it's difficult for you to avoid them or to or cast your attention somewhere else. And I think that's what we're, we're going to have to do with this group of people, this 25 to 30% of the population of the United States of America are willfully ignorant because they have not found any success or any ego-boosting experiences in their relationships or encounters with intelligent and educated people, so-called leaders. Dr. Hayes, I, I really appreciate what you're saying, and I, I keep hearing the echoes of my father, uh, father's voice as you're speaking because my dad always says, said to um, never dumb down yourself. Uh, iron seeks, uh, iron sharpens iron, water seeks its own level. The best that we can do is help bring others up. And one of the, one of the cultural phenomenons that used to be was that if a community rallied around to send one person, and this is, this is quotes from my dad, to, to get educated, then it was incumbent upon that person to come back to the community to teach the community. What good is having education if you're not bringing other people up to that same place? If I know mm -hmm. how to read, it's incumbent upon me to teach others how to read, not for selfishness, but it makes no sense if the community is not at the same place or moving towards. And so, um, my dad always talked about back in the early 80s when we had President Reagan. I was in the sixth grade when President Reagan got elected. My dad was really concerned about mediocrity in this country and and how we have settled for average rather than uh, excellence. And I believe that God is calling us to to 
give the very best, to be excellent in whatever that we do. And we have allowed this this uh, intellectual laziness, not using this brain that we all have. We all are born with great equity. It's just that some decide to exercise the brain uh, by reading, by, by wanting to learn, um, and, and to be stretched and, and then others allow it to atrophy by listening to things that are not, that makes no common sense. If we think about it, it makes no common sense. Why in the world would anybody who reads the warning sign on this deworming medication, Ivector, uh, uh, Ivermectin, uh, deworming of cattle, and it says in Great big print, not for human consumption. Make it make sense. Well, that's good if you read it. <laughs> but you're scared to take a, a COVID vaccine. Well, somebody told you it would, it would do something to you. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. it might, it's like we are in this... I, I sometimes wonder: Is this is it real? Is it is this really happening? There used to be a commercial uh, back in the day when they did the cassettes came around. I think it was Memorex, and the sound quality of the Memorex cassette sounded so live. The question was on the commercial: Is it live or is it Memorex? <laughs> I sometimes wonder if we are living in this: Is this live or is this a Memorex recording? And somebody keeps rewinding to this place of willful ignorance and conscientious stupidity. Well, okay, let me let me let me let me lead you out into a wide place. Um, suppose this is, as we suspect, wake up time for the world. This is wake up time for the world, and so many things we have been asleep on. And we know that this um, white supremacist uh, ideal has been around, but it's been dormant for a while, Mm -hmm. Uh, almost to the place where people didn't realize it still existed. And now it has been uncovered, widely known and understood, among Americans, rejected by those of higher intellect who know that science has said there's no difference in humanity. We all have the same blood. And, uh, you know, uh, that's intelligence. But if you still are under a rock uh, that, that perpetrates this myth that somehow because your skin lacks melanin, that makes you uh, better than, more intelligent than, entitled to more than those who are not of that hue. It's the same principle that we need to understand that there are pockets of ignorance, willful ignorance, that have been in existence for a long time. And now we're just discovering them and we're aghast, you know, because 
we didn't realize people were still that ignorant. <laughs> but Dr. Cooper, alas, they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot, Dr. Hayes. And um, you, you make me think of, of course, uh, how Melvin and the Blue Notes featuring Teddy Pendergrass when they raised this prolific statement about waking up everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more backwards thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world can't get no better if we just let it be. Yeah. Um, and, and right now we're at this incredible place in the world where uh, just uh, the, the ISIS-K is rising in terms of the killing of um, several military personnel from the United States and Afghanistan. Uh, the number keeps rising, and we don't want to have this backwards thinking. Uh, that's, it, another, that's, another, that's another place where ignorance is bliss. How you, how you going to blow yourself up and think that's smart? Well, some people have this passion uh, in their religious beliefs to where it, it makes no difference that if you believe what you believe and you have, uh, that's the epistemological question, and you have like-minded people that validate this, then that is indeed, uh, that's your moral and ethical compass. But at the end yeah. of the day, there has to be compassion. And so I can't stand in judgment because it makes no sense to me. That's why I started this thing, make, make it make sense. It makes no sense, but yet and still, it, it is no different than when the lynch mobs thought it was appropriate to hold Absolutely. lynching parties to have these Absolutely. strange fruits hanging from the tree, lest we forget it, Dr. Hayes. One of the things that I struggle with is to hear the hypocrisy in this country about women's rights in Afghanistan, and it mm -hmm. was just 100 years ago that women couldn't even vote in this country, and, and less than 60 years ago that black folks got the right to vote, and ours is still questionable, brought it here to four every 10 years. So we have to somehow... Get rid of this willful ignorance, minus the geopolitics and this uh, religious idealism or ideologies that keep us segregated. Because as you said, at the end of the day, you pull back this layer of epidermis, we all got the same stuff, same blood, same pain. So, so how do we study? What is our epistemological edict? How do we know what we don't know? How do we know that we know what we don't know? How can we do better when we know better? Why don't we do better when we know better? What is it going Nothing. to take? Yeah, light. It's always about light. And those of us who have the light, as you say, we have to continue to shed that light on those who have been in darkness. Um. And there are dark places, as I said before, there are dark places all over the world. And once we close our mouth in incredulity uh, to really examine what is our purpose and mission with this new understanding that we have acquired, I think we'll come to the place that we always come 
is that we have to start where we are to shed our light. Uh, our people said, you know, I'm going to let my little light shine, 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 shine. And whatever light or wisdom or understanding that we possess, it's incumbent upon us to share that wisdom and to shed that light in dark places so that those who have been willfully ignorant will be forced to see the truth and to come to a better place of understanding. And I think it just takes everybody doing their part because everybody can be a teacher if you know something that someone else doesn't know. Amen. And and on that note, listen to this as we end today's podcast. Just a little bit of Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. <laughs> it's been real. Thanks, Dr. Cooper. It's been real. Hold on, Dr. Hayes. Still prevalent today. Epistemology at its finest. I don't want to get in trouble for sampling the music, but finish it up. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right. Until we meet again. Stay safe and well. Dr. Hayes, till we meet again. <laughs>